Our second reading continues where our first left off, continuing this story from Matthew that takes Jesus' teaching in the first reading, and now uh, we are able to see it practiced in his encounter with a Canaanite woman. I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the 15th chapter of Matthew's gospel, beginning with the 21st verse. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. I've been thinking a lot about education this week. This past week, our county school board made the difficult decision to begin the year virtually in light of the pandemic. I'm right now preparing for coursework in my doctoral program that will also begin virtually at the end of the month. Our college students are also gearing up to move back to campus and begin what is uh, sure to be one of the strangest years in the history of higher education. You know, though it, still, uh, though it was a long time ago, I still vividly remember uh, my first day moving into Alma College as a freshman. It was August in Michigan, so strangely enough, it was cold and rainy and miserable outside. I remember meeting my roommate, unpacking the, into uh, the dorm room, and so on. But I also remember my first class. At my college, we had this tradition called preterm. Uh, it's this uh, hazing-like tradition of forcing first-year students to do an intensive full course within their first week of college. So yes, my first class actually occurred an hour after I moved into the dorm. The purpose of this class was to get you engaged with professors and other students before the upperclassmen arrive. Well, in addition to receiving a couple hundred pages of reading, on that first day, my professor also shared with us what he felt was the goal of a liberal arts education. He said that the most important thing education can teach someone is the ability to ask a good question. It's kind of like the old saying of teaching someone to fish instead of bringing them fish. The ability to ask a good question allows you to gain knowledge and wisdom in anything you wish. It allows you to be engaged, to have your perception changed. In a word, it allows for transformation. I may rephrase my old professor's words to say that while the ability to ask a good question is certainly vital, Perhaps the purpose and goal of education, ultimately, is transformation. Now, transformation is at the forefront of our reading today in Jesus' encounter with the Canaanite woman. Their conversation leaves a change of perception 
for the disciples, for this woman, for the whole church. Admittedly, she isn't a likely person to be coming to Jesus with such concerns. First, she's a woman, uh, and, and a woman without a whole lot of status in society. Second, she's a Gentile, so a good old Jewish boy like Jesus ought to have nothing to do with her. Third, her daughter is possessed by a demon, something that would deem her and her whole family as unclean. Nonetheless, this woman comes and pleads with Jesus to heal her daughter. Presumably, Jesus ignores her. In fact, he doesn't even acknowledge her until the disciples complain about it. They ask Jesus to send her away. Jesus responds in a somewhat troubling way, saying, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. This woman doesn't give up. She knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered even more troublingly, It's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She responded, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And he answers, Woman, great is your faith. And at this, her daughter is healed. This troubling exchange makes a little more sense when we think back to the verses in our first reading. Jesus has a conversation with a crowd about dietary laws. And he challenges the law of the day by claiming that it's not what goes into the mouth, but what comes out of it that is sinful. There's a lot more we could say about this, but for now, let's leave it at this. Jesus' words here are an olive branch to the Gentiles. Jewish folks didn't associate with Gentiles for a number of reasons, but the primary one is that they didn't follow the same dietary laws. Therefore, they couldn't sit at table together. The common thought of the day is that they were sinful for what they put into their mouths. Jesus reverses this understanding by saying, instead, that it's what comes out of our mouths, our words, and perhaps even our actions. These are the sources of sin, not what we consume. This opens the door for his exchange with the Canaanite woman. The first part, that's Jesus' conversation with the crowd, was more theoretical, but his exchange with the woman here is the practical side. It's where the rubber meets the road, and it's here where we see true transformation occur. Pastors, scholars, and many in the church disagree just as to who was transformed here. Some believe it was Jesus himself whose perspective was transformed by the Canaanite woman's faith. Others claim, no, no, Jesus knew what he was doing all along. Rather, Jesus used this as a teaching moment with the disciples and others, and from this, they were all changed. Honestly, I don't think it really matters. From this exchange, people were transformed. They were changed forever. You could chalk it up to Jesus' powerful teaching of accepting those who were different, Or you could attribute it to the Canaanite woman's bold faith and tenacity. Or you could even say that both played a role. However you feel about it, what is abundantly clear is that people were transformed, their perception was changed, and that their hearts were open to one another, to welcome each other as brothers and sisters. Friends, we believe in a transformational God who says to the prophet, see, I am doing a new thing. 
who through Christ's death and resurrection says that the old life is gone and the new life has begun. In the glimpse of the new heaven and earth at the end of John's revelation, God says, See, I am making all things new. In other words, the sign of the new heaven and earth is the moment when all has been transformed by God. And this God, through a wild and boundless spirit, is constantly working to transform us into the children of God we are called to be. Moving us from exclusion to inclusion. The question for us now becomes, how is God transforming us in this moment we find ourselves in? In this unprecedented time of pandemic, and also this moment of a national reckoning on racial equality. How is God working through us? How is God transforming us to welcome one another, to love one another, to serve one another? Whatever your stage of life, whether you're in school as a student, or you're just out of school, whether you've been out of school for a while and have absolutely no plans to return, whether you teach school, the takeaway from this Bible story is the same. No matter where you are in life, the takeaway is to remain open for the moments when God is transforming your life. Through new people or difficult situations, or maybe even a change in perception, these sometimes challenging times are just such moments when God is at work transforming us, growing us closer and closer to Christ, making us grow more and more in Christ's own image. Our text reminds us that it is so important in this divisive and challenging time in our world to remain open to God's transformation of our lives and the world around us. May we see opportunities for education, reconciliation, and dialogue as moments of transformation. May we ask good questions, and may we always be open for God's transformation of our lives in Christ. Because, friends, Indeed, this God is about the work of making all things new. To God be the glory now and forever. Amen.